Yo, yo, welcome back to The Corner, guys. I'm your host, Erifem. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about um, Sabico Nabisco, episode four. We're also going to be talking about um, you, man, that like um, King Rankin. I like it too. But yeah, you know, you know, Budgie. Oh, he sounds like he's on the toilet, though. Like, you know, he sounds like, when he talks, he sounds like he's constipated. Like, for real. He needs to sort that out. Oh, actually, there's nothing you can do about that, really. But you know what I mean. Okay, and yeah, so we're also going to be talking about um, Shield Hero season two. If you guys don't know about season one, go and watch season one. But they're, they're literally just released season two, so I've watched that one as well. And um, we've got a couple new releases as well. Tomodachi game. When I saw the trailer for it, I, I just knew how to watch it. Like I knew it was one of those. It's like a psychological, like thriller type mystery anime, and like a group of friends are going to betray each other. You know, like snakes in the grass. You know, we have to have to figure out who's who's snake and who. As you know, as you do with these, you know how it you know how it goes. You know how it goes. But yeah, it's also a manga as well. I couldn't. I'm impatient. So I've read. I've read. Like I'm up to date. I've read all fifty. I think it's like fifty six chapters. I've read all of them. Like I just bang them out. I'm a bro. When I tell you I'm a bang out, you think I'm joking? You, I'll just be sitting there. I'll just be spraining my neck, straining my eyes, just so I can read this stuff. Mm. Ha! I see. I don't know what I'll do if I didn't have eyes to read. Honestly, glory to God. But um, yeah. There's also another anime I want to talk to you guys about. It's called Summertime Render. It's also another like a mystery psychological thriller. But also, what I really like about this one is the artwork and like the way it was animated. The way it's animated, it's animated very, very well. Very, very well. And obviously, as you know, I'm going to be giving you guys the the usual Jujuka no Rokunin. You guys that are listening to me talk about Uruma and how he's going to get revenge on these men. His psychotic bullies, yeah. Just stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. The way he gets revenge in chapter five and chapter six, he's just as bad as them. I don't even know how I'm speaking. He's, he's sick in, he's sick in the head. He's actually there. In fact, you know what? All of them, they just need to... I don't even know what they need. They just need that. They need therapy. They need... Yeah, that's actually... That's what they need. They need... They need therapy. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. So, talk about episode four of Biscuit. So, um, from what happened in this episode, they basically just, like, run away from... Um, they've broken out of the um, district now. And they're, like, travelling... And they travel on a giant crab, as I think I've mentioned that before. But yeah, Bisco travels on a giant crab. So he's with Panda, and they're meant to be traveling on this crab now. Um, while they're trying to travel on the crab, he's trying to like teach um, Panda how to ride the crab. crab. So this basic episode is basically just about, you know, like it's like a mini training arc for him. So we see how he like prepares his arrows, and he like gives Panda like a mini lesson on, you know, how, how it works. And when I tell you, this crab is stubborn. I'm just, thank, thank God they taste nice because this crab was stubborn. Yo, if so, you're going to disrespect me like that, I'll just eat you. I'm so sorry. I'll, you, you're my dinner. Seafood boil, let's go. Because it's not me you're going to be throwing off like that. Nah, man. I have, you put respect on my name. For real. When I was trying to tell him to, you have to communicate with the, communicate with the crab. You know, share your feelings. The crab will understand you. I mean, yo, what the hell? But nah, it was really fun. Nah, it was really, really fun to watch. So then, um, basically, as this was going on, they also end up bumping into this pink-haired, um, this pink-haired girl. 
and she was all one of the like henchmen in the district. So she ran away. So they bump into her and she tries stealing, you know, she tries to steal his crab. Like GTA, she tried to teeth man's crab. Word. Like, she tried to take his crab and try to ride it, but the crab just dashed off as well. So then he was like, why would you try to take you? Like, you know, threatened her, like, well, like, well gone for you, why would you try to take my crab? And when they left her, she like ran off, obviously. She like, you know, got rid of her, da 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 da. But they end up bumping into her again. But this time when they bump into her, she's choking. And the, obviously, as the panda's a doctor, he comes and he saves her. And they find out that she was choking because their man in the district, like the governor, he all of his henchmen, he like puts this like larvae egg in them so that if they try to run away, it like did. And this is what they like used to do to slaves in their world, in this anime, not in uh, the real world. But like um, they would like put this egg in them. And then if they try to run away, the egg would hatch and then they choke and they die. So basically, yeah, that, that's what was happening to her. And the doctor like got rid of the the larvae or the bug thing inside her so after this she was like grateful to them so she was like she would sell them something but she just ends up ripping them off like you know as they do she gave them MS prices for little quality for little quality food but hey yo if you're gonna finesse it's a hustle as well out here so hey she was making a bag at the end of the day working working independent but yeah she finesses them and they end up like leaving, they end up leaving, you know, they both end up going their separate ways. And then what ends up happening is she ends up triggering this massive crab. Like this, um, she ends up triggering with her antics because she's just a stubborn, you know, those people that just like to throw their rubbish around. She was throwing her rubbish around and it triggered this like, like really, really big, massive crab to like wake up. And then it's that started chasing them. So as this crab is chasing them, it's that like was the perfect scenario for, um, um, panda to learn how to ride the other crab the smaller crab the one that they're using to travel around so he basically used that to like pattern the situation and as he does that 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 girl that was running and screaming you know the, the one that basically finessed them she was basically running and screaming and not really helping she wasn't helping out but at the end of the day she and they end up saving her again because obviously she called the situation that she caused the situation and then they saved her but as it goes they end up all like taking a nap whatever whatever and she robs him. She takes all his money. And then she leaves him some biscuit. And it's like some biscoffy biscuit thing because obviously Bisco's name is Bisco. He's named after Biscoff. Yeah, exactly. Um, how the how dare you? I'm actually speechless because I was thinking the audacity. You think that you're gonna and you're taking all my money after all they did for her. Yo, she has a us, it's a hustlers used to game. You actually can't hate the player, just hate the game. Hate this game that they're playing there. Because she saw opportunity and she took it. You know, she took it. But yeah, that's basically where that episode ends. So it's kind of that's that's what they get up to. They don't do much else apart from that. So they just introduce us to that character and they let us see like, you know, Panda kind of get in the reins of how being a um what do you call it? A mushroom keeper is. So, moving on to Osama Rankin or King Rankin, in this episode, we basically get to see Bodji train with the sword properly. So, he trains with the sword under his own sword master, who goes by, I think it's Domus. And this guy is actually, like, pretty pretty sweet to him. Like, he's very, very good. My man learned sign language just to, you know, help Bodji out so he could communicate better for Bodji. So... 
I'm thinking it's a like it's a very very beneficial relationship for him. Like he's gonna learn with the sword, and Queen Hilling ends up asking asking him like, "Yo, how good is his training going?" And he kind of tells her like he has no like it's not like I don't know how it's gonna. I really I don't know how it's gonna work. Like really, he's actually giving PTSD of like learning maths. Like then one day it's just not it's not going in. Like as in certain things just wouldn't. If I know even maths chemistry, certain things just would not. Like it's just not entering. You could, I could, you can sit there and tell it to me as much as you want. It's not, bro. In, it's gone. In one ear, it's gone. Ah, like it was never there. But yeah. So then, as this is going on, they also let Bodgy like explore because he wants to like be getting out more. He wants to like be going on adventures and whatnot. So they let Domus and um, this other. He's like Domus's. I don't know what you call him. Like a squire. Like follow him around to like be his like protection while he's going places. So as this is going on, we find out that um, Bodgy's stepbrother, Dada wants to take the king ranking test so he wants to see where he'll place on the test so the king ranking test is basically a test that ranks all the like, possible candidates to be kings to see where they would like who's the strongest and who's the king of kings that means there's only one king of kings but you know what i mean but yeah so as this is going on um he does a test and he finds out that he would come 90th and i'll be real that kind of hit him now that hit his pride that hit his pride so he went to go and talk to the mirror as you, as you do, you know, when your pride is damaged, vanity. I love the metaphors in this. But yeah, so his pride was damaged. So then he went to the he went to his magical mirror and he was talking to it. And the mirror was like, yeah, bro, I basically told you that you're not, you're not going to amount to much on your own, which is kind of sad. You know what I mean? I guess that's like kind of reinforcing the idea that when you do feed your insecurities, you're going to feel like you can't do what you really could do. But yeah, so he's he's talking to the mirror and the mirror's like, you know, that deceiving him, saying that the only way you can do this is by getting your dad's power. But he says to himself, he still doesn't want to do that. Like he still, that's not what he wants for himself, innit? He wants to try on his own. So now as this is going on, we get back to Bodgy, Domus and that other guy who was just like traveling, going on their adventures. And as they're traveling, Bodgy sees that this performing guy and he like gives him a gold coin. And of course, as he does that, people are like, oh my God, this little boy has got like has gold. And he like takes a nap. He wakes up, he's been robbed, he's been finessed. Like, will he not learn? I'd be rude, but I don't know if you've been robbed before, but I think it only needs to happen once. Do you know what I mean? Before you, you know that, you're not gonna let it happen again. So I don't know, I think he likes it. I think he likes being a victim at this point. But yeah, so he wakes up, his bag is gone. Like he's just been teethed, he's been, they've gone. They've taken it and go, you know? I don't know if only thief carry and go, but yeah, they've taken his bag and they've just they've essed off of it. And we didn't even get to see who took his bag. We just know it's gone. So when they wake up, they like give him a scolding, like, "Come on, man! Like, what are you doing?" And they keep going on their journey, and they end up walking to the gates of the underworld, like this giant. It's like this massive pit in the ground, and it's like a bombless pit, and. Like for every like so often flames will like erupt from the pit like a volcano, but it's not a volcano because it's like it's like flat on the ground. So it's like you're walking and there's just a massive hole, and every like five hours, fire will just burst out that hole. So yeah. So they like are basically being tourists in this underworld type village with this massive hole of fire in the ground, and then Domus is like to the squire like go and find us a place to stay, while me and Budgie go and look at that hole the massive hole in the ground like i feel like that's where that east enders should come in but at this point now him and Bodger are looking over the hole and guess what my man does 
he pushes Bungie in. I didn't, when I say I didn't see it coming, the first time I watched that, I was like, huh? I swear, I was thinking to myself, like, I swear they're meant to be, that's like his uncle or something. Like, that's meant to be his, like, protector, his, like, defender. Like, how are you going to just push him in? And, like, he even did it from his, like, I was like, wow. And right after he pushed him in, like, three seconds after, the flames just came up. Basically saying, like, yeah, he's crispy, he's done. You know, like, he's he's crispified, he's collateral damage, he's just, he's one of them. He's been turned to ashes, cremated. He's denatured, you know what I'm talking about? He's finished, finito. But yeah, so then after he turns around and he starts, Domus starts, like, laughing. But then his laughter turns to crying. So I'm like, I don't know if he's good or evil. Do you know what I mean? So then as this is going on, um, we go back to Dada now. He wakes up from a nightmare, and in this nightmare... He's like in this black, black or like this white world, and he sees the mirror on the ground, and the mirror tells him, "Oh, open that box, if you wanna. What do you call it? Open that box if you wanna be strong." And he opens his chest on the ground. He opens the chest, and this like black goop comes out and fills the white room around him. But then there's also a little figurine of Bodji, and all that black stuff starts attacking Dada, and the Bodji, the Bodji figurine starts protecting him, and the mirror starts like manipulating him, saying. That's like Bodji represents hope. You see how every time he gets beaten down, he always gets back up. And I think that's also like signifying the fact that even though he just got pushed pushed in a pit, he's still gonna, you know, come back. Like he's not really he's not really dead. Do you know what I'm saying? So as this happens, um, Dada then wakes up and he's like he had a nightmare and he says to the mirror, "Okay, I want to use my dad's power." Like it, like he gave into the. He gave into the manipulation, you know what I'm saying? So at that point, um, it pans out and then we see like just the bottom half of Data's face and he has like this black energy around him. Actually, I don't know if that was him or the reflection in the mirror, like smiling because the manipulate, like she was successful in it. But yeah, I was just like, man, how can you fall? Like, how can you fall for that? Like, clearly there's a something is she like, the mirror is playing at something. But that's where, that's where um, King Rankin ended. So yeah, next thing I want to talk to you guys about was um, Shield Hero, the second release or the second season. So for those of you that haven't watched Shield Hero, I'm just going to give you a rundown of what it's about. So it's an isekai again, but this isekai is about a video game. This guy's been playing a video game and then he gets transported into that world. But then he's got the worst, like he's got the worst ability. He's just got, he's got a shield, literally. Everybody has got weapons, but he's got a shield. And to top it off, as soon as he gets into this world, the people that like summoned him, like that royal family, like snake him and basically betray him and set him up because he's the shield, because all he uses is a shield and they think he's useless. So because of that, they set him up. So things have already been started off on like a bad tone. So because of that, he doesn't like, he doesn't mess with any of them and he does his own thing. So he's like an anti-hero type thing. But then even though he's an anti-hero, he's still doing more than those other three heroes he got summoned with because there's four of them in total. So giving you the rundown of season one, what kind of happened in season one was they battled like the waves of monsters. They kind of had to come together. He got um, he like, got his, um, what would you call them? His teammates together. He like got his own um, crew. And his crew right now is just made up of, I think it's him, one a bird, uh, animal person, and I think he just got, uh, like, somebody that's, got, like, an introvert. So she wears, like, an animal costume. Like, a literal, like, um, what would you call it? 
like a mascot. She was like a mascot costume. It's like a penguin. So yeah, because I don't, I really don't even ask me. I don't know. I just, I generally, it's just entertaining. It's entertaining sometimes, but I don't, I couldn't explain the whole process behind the penguin suit. I think it's because basically she's like nervous when people can see her and then she like, what's it called? Yeah, she has performance anxiety. That's it. When people are looking at her, so she can't really, she's a magician, so she can't do use her magic. So then when she wears the mascot suit, people can't see her. So then she doesn't get nervous. But in my opinion, I don't, that's long. I'm so sorry. Just don't use magic then. Do you know what I mean? Just sit down. It's not by force. Yeah. But yeah, or just keep trying. I think that's the message they're trying to give in it. But yeah, sorry. But um, so yeah, season two, season two, um, going into season two now, what happens is they find out that instead of going after waves of monsters now, there's just this one massive monster that's coming for them and it's called like the spirit turtle. That's what they talk about. And they kind of have to assemble together like the four heroes have to assemble together to stop this spirit turtle. They get to a meeting to like discuss strategy and the three other heroes basically say they're not being paid enough for this. That's, they literally, and then they get up and go, and he's left there and then the queen asks him, so will you do it? And in my head, what kind of, no, what kind of question is that? What, what is he supposed to do? Like, what can he actually do? Of course he has to, what the hell? Of course he has to do it. Asking stupid questions, like as in honestly, like that kind of that kind of question there would just make me twitch. You know what I mean? Just make me twitch. Like, come on, be can you be sharp? Like, be be sharp. Like, be on point. But yeah. So, as as he says, he'll handle it, and then he ends up going to um like look for weapons and equipment to like you know get prepared, like do surveillance, etc., etc. And um this episode, episode one, season two, kind of basically just ends on the point where um. We see that girl with social anxiety, the one that is an introvert and what needs to wear the costume all the time. She basically ends up going through this like ritual contracting to basically make her stronger. It's weird. But yeah, um, somehow going through that process, like, you know, gives her like a power boost. So she goes through this and then she gets kind of stronger. Then this, that's where this episode kind of wraps up. But then we also see... We also get to see this um, the the monsters that are created by this spirit turtle, like the yeah the spirit turtle because basically it creates monsters itself. So it's not just like a it's like a living landmass that can move. So that's why they have to stop it because if they don't stop it, it's gonna like cut through their entire kingdom. So essentially, they have to go and meet it before it comes to meet them. So that's kind of where that episode wraps up. Um, now let's talk about. I'm really really excited to talk about this one. Tomodachi game if you haven't seen episode one or episode two because episode two is out and I've watched both but I've also read like I once I watched episode one I couldn't wait for episode two because you know how anime releases like every week I couldn't so I went straight to the manga and I just I caught up I think it's like 56 chapters I'm so I'm I'm, I'm or like I'm up to date when I say the amount of twists and turns in the manga alone if the anime can do it how I want, like how it's in the yo, just just strap in. No, honestly, just strap in, because I didn't know you could like be flipping and flopping, and the amount of backstabbing and betrayal you'll be covering your mouth and going, huh? And you'll be like, I didn't know people could be like. Obviously, in this world, you meet a ton of characters, but in the and I would I thought, yo, this is nuts. Like, this is really, really nuts. So, essentially, um, 
Tomodachi game, from the name, as you can tell, Tomodachi means friend in Japanese, so it's called, like, friend game. But, the, like, whole basis of the game is betrayal. It's, like, to try and find out who the betrayer is. Like, if you ever play Paranoia, not the uni version now. Erase that one out of your head. Not the one where people are just trying to, you know, just remove the confidence from under your feet. Not that one. I'm not talking about that one. That people can't, you can't tell you that it's character building. I beg, run, move from my face, yo. But, no. I'm talking about if, like, just the one where you're trying to figure out... Actually, no, would I call it paranoia? No. Um, like, okay, you know that card game where you have to find out who the, like, mafia is? Okay, yeah, it's like that. But in every round, it's like... But you're playing with your friends. And it's not... You're not playing with um small, small... Like, oh, we won't be friends no more now. You're playing with 20 million... As in, and it's not 20 million, like they're gonna, you're gonna win. You're already in debt. So you're all in 20 million debt. And you're playing to like ease that debt. So that's essentially how that they get into that situation. So to give you the rundown of how, of how that actually happens, okay? So um, there's a school trip being planned between um, these, five, these five individuals. Um, and they have a school trip they need to go on. But then they have a budget for the trip so everybody has to put money together like the whole class not just these five the whole class has to put money together for the um trip and the end the total for the trip ends up being like 20 million don't ask me where they i don't know where they're going that is 20 million but then also i think it's yen and that's that might be like what 200,000 i don't know i don't know if 20 million is like 200,000 pounds so i don't think it's actually 20 million if you were to like convert it but whatever shy it's a lot of money and then what ends up happening is the money goes missing on the day they need it. And the class president is not in school on that day. So And so is this rich guy from school. So everybody's kind of suspicious of them. But then when, what ends up happening is they five, five students end up getting letters saying that they should come and meet at the school at the end of the day at night. And they all end up meeting up. And then they all end up getting taken, like kidnapped, and put in this, like... Like game, like you know, um, have you ever watched Saw when they like get kidnapped and they're put in like a uh, escape room and then they now have to like it's like that. So they've now been put in a situation and there's this like um little robot boy called Manabu that's like told them the rules of this game, and basically it's told them that the money that's been missing from their class was taken by one of them there, one of those five students, okay. And out of the five students, to give you, like, their character profiles now, because they kind of give us a brief synopsis of their character, so we kind of see how they think. One of them is a skeptic. Like, he doesn't trust anybody. But these are meant to be his friends, though. But exactly. And he has, like, flashbacks of his mum always telling him, whatever happens, never betray your friends. And then he also has a flashbacks of his uncle or some mentor or father figure saying to him that the one thing he can trust is always trust money. Like, don't trust your friends, trust money. Like, money's the one thing that won't, do you know what I mean? So he's got, he's already been given two contradicting opinions. So, so I think that's kind of like to represent that he has his own trauma. And then we see there's, um in their group, there's also another guy and he kind of is like a, like, uh, you know, those like upright people, morally correct, always the responsible person in the group. That's his kind of, that's the character we're given. That's the portrayal of him we're giving, you know, the representation we're giving of him. Then we have the class president. 
she's a girl she's given a good you know basically the female version of the guy i just spoke about as well and then we're given the like rich playboy kind of character and he's like dumb but then although he's dumb he's like always honest as well so and he but he's not honest because he, he's like naive do you know what i mean so that's why he's always honest so he's like kind of like a labrador type guy and then the next one we have is basically the female version of him now but she's like she was getting bullied as well so she's like timid shy very to herself you know very you know just jeje but yeah as that's now going on now the rules are now explained to them and the rules of the first game they have to play are the fact that since the 20 million has been taken by someone there that person is also the same person that enrolled them into this tomodachi game and the way the game works is they've all have to share that 20 million debt so they have four million each and they are going to play the game together to reduce their debt and if they can't reduce their debt then you know you're finished you're like you're finished so as they're playing they're told that the first game is like a game where you have to agree unanimously on a decision so you get asked a question as a group and then you all have to like you know make a decision together unanimously like on like a ouija board so you have to put your hands on the coin on the ouija board and like move it to yes or no and the idea is you lose if you get the answer wrong but the questions the whole thing in this i thought it was going to be like general questions in it but then when they ask them the questions these questions are like very very simple questions but they're getting them wrong and they find out that the reason they're getting them wrong because it gets to the skeptic see the skeptical guy now it gets to his turn and he looks at his card and his card says that if they get the if he gets it wrong so if he sabotages it and puts it on the wrong one um then basically his debt will be reduced by everybody, but they'll get they'll lose that round. Do you know what I mean? So then he clocks in his head that that's what everybody else must have been doing. They must have been snaking it. But then obviously he's remember what his mom said that always trust your friends. Da, 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 da. So he's thinking, nah, they'd never do that. So he's having like a little tussle in his head. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's really suffering. So as this is going on, he then did like plots a plan in his head. Like, he devises a strategy, how he's going to catch out who's snaking who and also stop them from losing this stupid game. Um, so they can obviously... Because he doesn't want to... He's broke. Like, he's dirt poor as well. So he doesn't want to get more debt. Because obviously, the guy's got... The rich guy's okay if he's got, you know, four million debt. He can also just pay off for himself. The rest of them, I don't even know. They haven't explained the situation. But the class president, her dad is a police officer. And the other guy, his dad just died. And that girl, I don't... They don't really explain her family situation either. So it's like the only person there that's rich and like 20 million wouldn't be too bad for is the, the rich boy. So um, one of the rules that Manabu, the, like the game master, explains to them is that they're not allowed to speak or else their debt will be increased. But then this, this the skeptical kid, um, he decides to, like part of his plan, he's going to have to speak. So he decides to say that since we're friends, nobody would be intentionally getting the questions wrong. Like he tries to instigate that whoever's getting the question wrong is like i know that somebody's doing that so this last time we have to do it if you do it i will know who it is do you know what i'm saying but obviously i think he's bluffing so as they're going they now go through that round and as as you'd have it because of that threat he made you know and because obviously he didn't push it to the other one they they get it through they get they pass so it's like they don't end up having to think that who's the like who's the who's the actual you know like who's the actual snake but what was crazy was before this point they'd been like the questions they'd been asked and the way they were fumbling it was like who the hell 
Like, who would be do like who's setting them up like this? So at that point, as episode one just sets into us that there's a game and these friends are betray like these friends are really about to be betraying each other, like up and down. They're about to be stabbing each other in the back. And seeing as I've I've read like I've read up to chapter fifty six, so I kinda know not I'm not even gonna say who's betraying, but like I know how messed up it gets. So I say it's something where if you like them psychological thrillers, like if you like you, the, you know the anime where they screw up their faces and it just looks like a, like it looks like an onion like they just look so psychotic those ones then this is re- this is really for you like don't even if you know you don't can't even do the manga just wait for the anime episodes to come out I would say it's worth waiting for all the episodes to come out I'd say it's worth that do you know what I'm saying so definitely definitely check that out okay and it's called Tomodachi Game I'll say it again for you man it's called Tomodachi Game Okay, now the next anime I want to talk to you guys about um, is called Summertime Render. Uh, so this one is also another like a mystery, but this one is also supernatural as well. So it's like a mystery supernatural type thriller. If you, you, you're kind of like into like a cult type anime where it's like, um, I don't want to say witchcrafty, but like the ones where it's like, you'd be like, huh? Like what's going on? Like There's like some kind of, either it's like, how do I explain this? Like something like P- Promised Neverland type vibes, but not as dark, not as gothic as Promised Neverland, but still that type of vibe. But then I tell you, one thing I really, really like about this anime per se is the the way they animated the water, like the animations in the sea, because it's like an island, it's like a summer, it's called, literally it's called summertime render. But like the, the way they animated like the sky and the water, but then also the food. I don't know if you've ever seen food in anime, but it's, it makes me so hungry and I like food anyway like I eat food any like I would yam mm. but in the way that I didn't know you could draw food and make it look that good like I have never wanted to eat animated food before but I would really yam and like no if there's ever a way you can eat animated food I'm I'm here for it I'll pay for that I will mm-mm, 100% nobody can make me feel no type of way I will pay for animated food but yeah um to talk about what goes on in this in this in this um anime episode one starts off we learn we're given like a synopsis of um how everything's working so they're on an island this island okay this boy's growing up on this island and on the island um his family died so he's he's lost his parents so he's living with his neighbors and his neighbors are made up of um a white man um, a blonde man. He's he's meant to be a foreigner, but he speaks Japanese. He has a daughter. He has two daughters. Okay, and one of them is got black hair. Um, she's tanned. The other one has got blonde hair, blue eyes, and she's like the older daughter. And he lives with them now because his family's obviously they've died. So as he lives with them, he ends up getting close with the older daughter, and they kind of um I think they kind of like end up being like besties or something like that. So as they like you know getting along with each other. They end up getting to a point where he has to go to mainland. So he has to go to mainland Japan from the island to go to um, university, like further education. So while he's there now, like years go by and we learn that the older girl died in an accident. She drowned because she's trying to save somebody. So because of her funeral, he ends up coming back. When he comes back now, he learns from his like friends that were there because they try to catch him up on the situation that 
it might not she might not have drowned because they when they found her body they found strangle marks around her neck so that's where it gets sticky exactly yeah that's where it, get, it starts gets getting very very sticky and throughout the episode we're hearing hints of like weird things going on like there's a point in time where um he's talking to somebody and this person tells him oh i saw you before you asked me for directions to find someone and he's like no i never so that's our first hint as to what's going on that's messy. So do you know what I'm saying? So something's clearly funky going on. And then we get a clear, clear hint as to what's going on. And it's basically what happened what's happening is um there's uh they believe that that people are people are getting killed by their doppelgangers and then the doppelgangers are taking their place. And all of this is happening on this island. And at the same time, while this is going on, obviously the first person we hear that's been killed is that girl. So he doesn't believe it, obviously. Like, he's thinking, he's like, why the hell would this, like, this would never happen. And the little girl that um, that died, she died because she drowned. But then she drowned because she jumped in to save somebody. And the little girl she went in to save was still alive. Like, she got saved, but then her eyes, like, very, very pale. She looks very, very, like, um, just, like, lifeless, even though she's living. So because of that, they wanted to, like, talk to her to find out what happened. They go to talk to her and they find out that her family's just... They've vanished off of the island. Like, they can't be found. And deep, they live on an island. So I think everybody knows when somebody's getting on and off the island. Do you know what I mean? So now her whole family's just gone. Yeah. Figure out what, like, what happened. Like, they're trying to figure out where they went to, you know, what could have possibly happened to them. So as they're trying to look at their house, like, look at where they lived, that's when they go through the mystery and they're told, like, the the, what would you call it, like the folk tale of like, being killed by your doppelganger and then your doppelganger taking your place by this like hunter that's like, walking through the, walking through the, the road that they're on. So from this, the little, the younger sister now, cause she's the only living, like she's the living sibling that he's been able to contact to talk about like what's going on. He, he gets like led by her into the forest. And I was like, what's, what's going on? Cause she was moving like fishy. Like, she wasn't moving, like, you know what I'm saying? She was, I was suspicious already. I was suspicious. But yeah, so he takes her into the forest. She takes him into the forest, sorry. And while they're walking, they end up seeing the little girl, as in the little girl who got saved. And she's like running. So they start chasing after her. They keep chasing after her. Then suddenly they can't find her no more. And then while he's talking and they're like talking about, wow, how come we can't find her? Like, that was definitely her. He turns around and you will not believe it. That little girl, the one that led him to the forest, she's been held at gunpoint by her doppelganger. Like, stick, like, you know what I mean? Like, gun fingers to her head. Like, you know, I'm going to shoot. And she she puts a bullet in her head. Yo, she kills her. Like, no hesitation. She didn't hesitate. I thought it was just she was going to threaten him or something. She didn't wait. She just killed him. She killed, bro. She just pulled the trigger, killed her. And then she now killed him as well. And the minute she killed him, at first I was thinking, huh? I swear this guy's meant to be the main character. So I was thinking, unless it's like, you know, he's gonna come back to life, which he did. He actually, he like restarted from the point where he was, he got onto the island. So he kind of gave off like re-zero vibes if you've watched it. But yeah, he like came back alive again and he got like a chance to like repeat the day. So that's basically how the, this episode ended. So I guess that's why it's called like summertime render because I guess like he's kind of like redoing things over and over. 
until we can figure out the mystery of what happened and I'm guessing save everybody and stop them from being killed or taken by their doppelgangers. So I tell you, that one, really, really good. And I kind of, you can see where it's kind of going to go, but I tell you, watch it for the journey, obviously, because you know how it's going to end. I feel like at the end of the day, he's going to figure it out. But I low-key want to know what's actually going on, like where the doppelgangers are coming from, you know, who's creating them. What's, what's actually happening on this, you know, silly, silly island? Okay, now this is, this is what I'm really, really excited to talk to you guys about. You know, this is our weekly dose of Jujuka no Rokunin. You know what I'm saying? Are you guys, are you ready? Because me, I'm excited. So, when I tell you, chapter five and chapter six now, ha, huh, it's messy. Like, it's actually... As in messy as in spread cling film and bin bags on the walls and the floor type messy. You know them ones there. Those mercenary, yeah, it's messy. It's messy like that. Ha. Huh. Bro, this is why you need to... I just let go because I was... Let me, let me, let's, let's even just get into it. Let's just get straight into it. So, chapter five. Um, chapter five opens... And we see um, the guy, obviously, that's being tortured by Uruma now. He's, like, strapped up in a humid room. He sees that he's spread, like, plastic sheets all over the room. And he's, Uruma's, like, telling him, like, yo, I did that, you know, for the stains. Because I don't want to stain the place. Um, as he's talking to him, he's, like, explaining to him what's going on. Like, I thought you had changed. And this guy's not trying to trick Uruma. He's trying to tell him, oh, no, I have. I was bullied. Like, I was being, uh, what do you call it? Um, like, puppeteered by um saying what's this guy called he said he was being puppeteered by kyo chan who's basically the like the ringleader of the bullies like he's the one that was doing this to me did it i had no like i had no say of what was going on but then Uma's like okay cool if that was the case then why was like why were you doing what you were doing to me like recently like because obviously i'm only here because you literally just try to bag me but we reversed the we reversed the tables that's how we got into this position so as this is going on, he ends up, like, getting the truth out of him. But if you see the way Uruma tortured him, Uruma had already tortured him when he woke up, but he didn't know because he had put Anastasia, like, an Anastasia, Anesthetics. I was going to say, who's Anastasia? Are we, like, rush up? What's going on? Anastasia. I don't even ignore it. Just forget I just did that. Um, but, yeah, um, Anesthetics, like, the Anesthetics was wearing off. Um, so... He was like, you know, feeling the pain. The painkillers were wearing off, so he was, he was feeling it. And what we find out is that he had peeled his stomach, like the, the first layer of skin on his belly, like on his chest, he had peeled it off. Like he had literally peeled it off. You know when you, like you cut your skin and like the skin underneath it is like hot and like you touch it and it stings. Literally, that's how they described it. Then do you know what he started doing? He started like poking it and then he got an air gun and he started shooting him with the BB bullets. Is that not messed up? That's messed up. But I guess it was revenge, because while this was going on, he was retelling how that's what they did to him, but they did it without um, peeling his skin. That one was, that. yeah, he took it too far with that one. But yeah, he was talking about how, like, the reason he's using this form of, like, torture is because he did it to him. So, as this is going on, I'm thinking, Abiru, that's not, in my head, that's not an excuse for you to, that nah man because somebody did it to you do you take it this far <sighs> mm, you need to learn you need to learn to let go that for real like your pride I don't know it's not even your pride but like I get it but like no mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. 
no way like this is taking it too far way too far like there's an inch and then this is this is like a mile this is a big ass mile but yeah that isn't this is way bigger than a mile but so he's torturing him now and he tortures him to the point where he like passes out and he's i think he's done now like i think he took this boy out because like firm starts you know like when they get poisoned in nollywood movies and then firm starts coming out their mouth like firm literally starts coming out of his mouth i'll even take i'll put a screenshot of that panel on um the twitter page but yeah smoke um, smoke firm literally just starts like coming out of his mouth like he like he's done he's tapped out he's finished now and at this point Uruma like passes out because he I'm guessing this is the first time that she does something like this so after he deals what he's done he like passes out and then his granddad comes and like wakes him up he's like don't worry I'll take care of the cleanup meaning that this guy's actually dead like not on a he didn't you know like faint now he, he, he died like his ghost is gone so I was like wow okay so my man's a fully fledged killer now like he's one of he's one of them like he's a G, he's a gang member, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's Uruma M1. You know, wait, what would you call him? U1? No, that doesn't work. From whatever you want to call him, Sha. He's he's one of them, man. You know, puffer puffer jacket, puffer jacket settings. But yeah, he um takes care of him, and his granddad like you know pampers him and then gets rid of the body. And as that's going on, people in school are talking about how this guy is missing. And at the same time, Uruma's in the hospital looking at his brother that's in, like, a coma. While he's looking after his brother that's in a coma, he gives him, um, croissant, no, not even chrysanthemums, azalea flowers. And he's talking about how they used to, like, suck out the, suck out the, what do you call it? The nectar from them when they were, like, a little, he's, like, kind of, like, reflecting with his brother. And I was thinking, yeah, like, azaleas, like, what, what do those flowers symbolize? So I searched it up and I saw this quote from, um, to kill a mockingbird and it's talking about how um they represent like um like innocence i don't I mean i don't i don't know i don't know too sure but it was like i don't know for for like per se but we're talking about how like they might represent like innocence and fragility because when you um like walk past them or like brush them their um the petals just drop off so i was thinking they might be trying to sh- like show us that that's probably how Irma sees his younger brother he sees his younger brother as like innocent and fragile. That's what I was thinking at first, yeah. But then when I read the next chapter, it, I think it made it clearer to me what was like what the Azaleas were trying to represent. And we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But so yeah, I was thinking the Azaleas were trying to represent how Urma saw his younger brother as like you know like a fragile, frail book, frail boy because he he's in a hospital bed in like a basically comatose. But then we head into the next chapter and we find out that the police like there's police officers that are talking about um investigating um the bullying the bullying that Irma like was like the fact that Irma was getting bullied um four years ago. There were police officers that were meant to investigate that. And they were currently talking about the fact that ah uh, like they're basically just reflecting on oh uh, remember that boy that his parents died and we thought that it was because of black like, we thought that because his parents died that's why his like grades and his like school ability like was dropping and he we thought he was getting bullied but when we asked him about him being bullied he said he said no da-da-da-da-da. and they were like one of his bullies has just gone missing so the police seemed to be catching on but this guy then ends up going this police officer ends up going to Irma's house like question him about what goes on like what's going on and he does it so directly so linking this back to the um Azalea flowers I think they were meant to represent the like the the what's it called the tussle that's about to go on between the police officers and Uruma while he's also meant to be 
what do you call it? While he's also meant to be like a school child and while he's also meant to be like trying to like take care of these bullies, I think the police officer is gonna be like trying to be the like the figure of I don't want to say authority, but like the moral compass of the, of this um, manga. So it's gonna be like trying to keep Uruma from really falling like succumbing to his his um I don't want to say like dark desires but like his revenge because at the end of the day he's still a child so he still has his innocence so do you know what I mean so he's still just as fragile as his brother in terms of he was a fragile you know he wasn't a zayla basically and he's what would happen once all the petals get knocked off do you know what I mean I feel like that's what he's meant to be and his brother is still meant to be one of the flowers that still need to be protected so I think the police officer is meant to be like the the metaphor for who's gonna like the metaphor for the guy that's gonna protect the flowers so protect Uruma from becoming you know some really 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 dark villain um but yeah as this goes on they have their little like word word game they have like they fight with their words and you can tell that they, he, you can tell the police officer knows something at the same time you can tell that Uruma's like different like he's scary he's not like he's not like you know how if a police officer is talking to you there's a way you act he's not acting like that like he's like standing his ground talking properly and it was a bit scary because he's meant to be like 15 or 14 so for a 14 year old boy to be talking to a police officer like that it's kind of you know I'd be taken aback like I'd be very, I'd be very, very shocked. So then from this, it goes over to the school and we see that the remaining bullies are like convening and they're talking about how one of their, like one of their boys, one of their stupid lackeys isn't paying attention and he's not picking his phone because we know he's dead, but they don't know he's dead. So they're like, what's going on? And their leader, Kyochan, is like, one of three things has happened. Either he's confined and he can't contact us so he's been kidnapped by by Uruma. He's been kidnapped by somebody. He can't contact us. Or I think it was that his phone his phone is missing, or he's just he's just missing, and or three he's dead. And he didn't tell the rest of them, but they were like, "No, nah, he can't be dead. He's just probably like you know kidnapped or he's missing." But then Kyo in his head thought, "Nah, bro, I think like he's dead." Like he was like, "Nah, he like he'd reserved in his mind that he's dead." So he was the only one that understood that. Like, somebody's coming for them all, one by one. But the rest of them were still just thinking, nah, like, you know, it's just a, it's just a coincidence. Like, this is just this is just happening. So that's where that's where it ended. Like, that's where I stopped. I stopped reading chapter six. But I can't lie, I didn't stop at chapter six. I went to chapter seven. But we're not going to talk about chapter seven. Well, I can tell you, chapter seven is disgusting. It's messed up. Yeah, we might, we might just... Chapter seven might just be... We might just gloss over chapter seven. But, yeah. I'm also going to include the... Uh, panels of the torture because i know you man that don't read manga because it looks like one way to you and you can't sit there and like run your eyes through it i know you still want to see what i'm talking about so i'm gonna put screenshots of the panels on the twitter page so the twitter again is um the corner eight and yeah just check it out i'm telling you check it check it out if you're just gonna even just like scan through the panel just look at the the pictures on the twitter page do that i don't mind um but yeah um thank you for listening and this has been the corner and i've been your host everything um chat to you guys later